Sweet. Um, and that is why uh, physical therapy is uh, a rational form to take care of your back. I'm sorry. Is it irrational uh, form? Oh, no, it's rational. I said very rational to take care of your back. Um, hmm. I tried the chiropractor thing. It didn't work for me. So I, I immediately went to a doctor and then they sent me to physical therapy. And today my back is feeling a hundred times better than it it's felt in weeks. So stretched out. That's what it is. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah, the chiropractor didn't work. I felt it was quacky, and I got a new Mandalorian shirt. Do you like it? It's amazing, right? Ooh. My wife bought it for me. We're on the WandaVision. (laughs) No, 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 no. Can't let let the best show on – one of the best shows on television go. I mean, we we will talk about one of the best shows on television. I don't know if it's the best show on television, but it's pretty good. It's a great show. Um, there are, there are a lot of things to talk about, talking about best. There's a lot of best to talk about this week. My name is oh, JW. Welcome to Loud and Nerdy. Yeah. Did we skip that part? <laughs> yeah, we skipped that part. We, we just got right into the talking. Well, <laughs> we get excited about things around here. Um, you know, we got all kinds of things going on. You got wackiness and then, you know, everyone's trying to get back to some sort of normality. And today... Uh, normality occurred, right? The Golden Globes announcements today. The Hollywood Foreign Press is, uh, and I say this with all due love and respect for a show I love to watch. The Hollywood Foreign Press, the Golden Globes, are usually apeshit crazy. But I gotta be, I gotta admit, it's really cool some of the things they did today. Um, one of my favorite things in the world is that we have, for the first time ever, three females nominated for best director. So we, we've definitely moved, moved the mark a little bit, right? Right. For the longest time, we couldn't get one female nominated for best director. And now we have three, which is a pretty big, that's a pretty big deal. And they're, and the movies that they represent are all movies that are in the running for Oscar consideration and in the running for uh, what's going on. So, um, best director motion picture. You have Emerald Fennel for Promising Young Woman, which is a, a favorite of our show. You have David Fincher for Mank. He's one of the, he's one of the people in the minority. Uh, Regina King, One Night in Miami. So Regina King is not only like superstar actress, but she's made this right. movie about about um, about Sam Cooke and and um, Muhammad Ali and and just this movie about people meeting up in Miami. That's Amazon. Um, Aaron Sorkin for the trial of Chicago seven, which by the way, if you haven't seen it yet, you should. Um, and Chloe, uh, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, which is a, um, soon to be a major motion picture release where, or maybe, um, with Francis McDormand, the amazing, wonderful, incredible Francis McDormand. So, uh, Golden Globe nominations are, are an exciting part of the year. And a lot, I'm I'm super I'm not ha- I'm not super happy with the list because it's a little bit crazy, but I am I am super happy. The list itself is a little weak. There's some well, stuff on okay. there I don't think should be on there. Well, so here's Borat. I don't believe should have got any Golden Globe nominations. Well, they oh that that girl definitely deserves her Golden Globe nomination. I'll give you the, the girl. The young actress, but Borat for like best comedy. Mm-mm. 
No. <laughs> well, a best comedy movie, and think about it. That one of the things about the Golden Globes that I always look at, and I always go, "Okay, that's amazing." Part of it is that they they want people to show up and they want people to be part of the show. And he is. Here's the thing. He's 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 tied the record. He's a double nominee this year. So actually, he's got the most. He's got the most nominations of anybody. So he's got like three all to himself. So he's got best supporting actor in Trial Chicago Seven. He's got uh, he's nominated. I, he's a producer of Borat, so he's he's nominated there, and he's nominated for best actor in a motion picture comedy or musical Borat. So Sasha Baron Cohen is having a moment. Like again, he he has them all the time, but I would argue that of the two performances, either Borat or the Trial of Chicago Seven, he is way better than Trial of Chicago Seven. But it's still an interesting play. It's an right, interesting... but I don't want. I don't think. I'm not saying Bo Rat wasn't good, but Golden Globe worthy. I feel like just well, and again, it wasn't a I lot think to put up with it lowers the bar a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so let's look at best draw, best actor. Let's well, let's look at a, a couple of the nominations. Best uh, best motion picture drama. So we have The Father, which is a an Anthony Hopkins movie. We have Mank, which nobody's been in love with, but I love because I love Citizen Kane. Uh, Nomadland, again, which is, is kind of this weird Francis McDormand movie. Promising Young Woman, which we both love. So I love that that movie is getting love and is in the Oscar consideration because it, it deserves it. It's a, it's a well-crafted... I would have boycotted this if Promising Young Woman didn't get any nominations. I would have boycotted um, it. We wouldn't and, have been, well, it there would always, have been no I'm, Gold I'm Globe talk on Loud and Nerdy if Promising Young Woman I'm, did I'm, not get a nomination. I'm honestly going to tell you there was no chance it was not going to get a nomination. Yeah, but, but I the was, fact that who it, knows? the fact the fact well, it was, there was no way it was not going to get nominated for best actress. Um, she's all you know. Carrie Mulligan is also nominated. There's no way around get nominating her. She's going to get an Oscar nomination. There is no right. there is no doubt in my mind. Uh, and the last movie in the best uh, drama category is Trial of Chicago Seven, which I've been talking to you and talking about on the show since July when it dropped on Netflix. It is good. It is great, and it's Aaron Sorkin at his finest. And like I said, you go back to that best director list um, where you want to find, you know, where you want to find uh, sim- synergy in looking at award shows is you want the best director and the best picture to kind of match up. So Mank, No Man Land, Promising Young Woman, Trial of Chicago 7, all all feed into that. Um, the only one that's, that's missing is, um, hold on, I'm going up and down, I'm going up and down the list. You're all over the place. I'm all over the place. Well, you know what? The list isn't really in a good order on variety. Well, I'm the Tyler Joy's on here at least twice. Yeah, yeah she's she's had well, yeah, she's had a very good year herself. Um, so uh, F- Fincher's nominated, Fennel's nominated. The only one that's not on is One Night in Miami, and that Regina King gets nominated for making a movie about you know four of the most. Um, essential African-Americans in the country meeting for, uh, you know, a a night in Miami, which is kind of, but the fact that she's, she's like becoming a very powerful creative force. She's already been a creative force uh, acting wise, but now she's directing movies and doing things. And it's like, I feel like she's moving way ahead. Um, So let's do, let's do best actor in a motion picture drama. Riz Ahmed, Sound of Metal, which again, We've, I've been talking it up on the show. If you haven't seen it, by all means, see it. 
Uh, Chadwick Boseman in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I have to watch that still. Right. Um, so, but this is the post posthumous award. So basically, he's going he's, and trying. He's going to win. I, I don't know that he is. I want him to. Like, but I mean, I don't know look at the, what's the streak of uh, being nominated after you die? Is it like his, uh, Ledger won? I'm trying uh, to think of other ones. Well, Ledger won. Um, Peter Finch won for Network. Uh, but they were both in supporting actor roles. So it wasn't a major best actor. It was a supporting actor. And where, Fun fact, I haven't seen any of these. <laughs> any of the movies? <laughs> Not one of these in the best actor category. I haven't seen a single one. Not a single one? Not one. Well, the uh, the Mauritanian isn't out yet. It hasn't dropped or anywhere. Well, how uh, do you get nominated if it's not out yet? Like you have a whole year. Again, like, the Hollywood it to stuff. The it's Hollywood so for- annoying. It's well, no, but that's how that's how Oscars and Golden Globes well, work. Well, because just to, to to remind you of how long twenty twenty was. <laughs> Jason Bateman nominated for Ozark. I forgot that even came out in a new season this year. That's how long well, and that's, it was. Well, actually, that, that's where some of the major problems so are So can we out. not nominate shit that's not even out yet? Like, bruh. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> I am very happy. Best television series, musical comedy, Emily in Paris, Flight Attendant, The Great, Schitt's Creek, and Ted Lasso. I am a huge Flight Attendant fan. Uh, I'm a going great... to watch Ted Lasso now that it I have Apple Plus. I too am going to watch Ted Ted Lasso because I am going to steal your Apple Plus. We got to watch Palmer first because that shit's fire. It's good. Yeah, you were very excited about this movie. Um, what else? What's what's not exciting? Well, actually, so there were some some major snubs, and there was a weird nomination. One of the weird nominations, um, James Corden got nominated for the prom, which everybody is talking about. They don't know how. Yeah, how that got happened. nominated. Um, Maybe they're trying to get him to host it, so they're throwing him a bone. No, Golden Globes are being hosted by uh, Tina Fey. No, but in the future, maybe they're showing him some love. Well, yeah, but the last two years, James Gordon has been in The Prom, which is kind of bombed on Netflix, and Cats. Do we really need to throw him? Do we really need to throw him a bone? I can't believe Jared Leto got nominated for The Little Things. Yeah, movie sucked. I was not happy. Finish it. I was not happy with the little it. things. Again, I mean, the- I have a graphic, so we don't have to talk about how great it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> we can get there later. We can finish talking about that. But I can't. I, when I saw that, I was like, "What?" <laughs> I, I, all right. Well, and like <laughs> some like best television limited series or motion picture made for television. Normal people on Hulu, great. Small acts, um, Amazon Studios, great. The Undoing, great. Unorthodox. What? Oh, actually. Some of these shows are not great. It doesn't really matter because everything is in this category is against the Queen's Gambit. And guess right, what's going to win? going to lose to. Yeah. Yeah. Queen's Gambit's going to win. Um, best performance by an actor, supporting role in a series or motion picture made for television. John Boyega, Brendan Gleeson, Dan Levy, Jim Parsons, Donald Sutherland. So you got some really good big things. Uh, best picture, motion picture, musical or comedy. Here's where it gets interesting because Missy's coming on to do movie motivation. Borak got nominated. Hamilton got nominated, which I don't think, I don't think he can be nominated for an Oscar because it's it's not it wasn't filmed for another medium. Like I think the Oscars have a major requirement that you have it has to be filmed and it has to be like not a state 
not a Why stage is musical version. and comedy together? Why can't they be separate categories? Well, Golden Globes do musical and comedy together so that they can... Um, Those motherfuckers. Well, it's usually usually so they can have musicals and comedies uh, represented and have have something to give away. Why? You can still... Re- There's so many musicals now. Musicals are such a big thing. It's just... I, I don't know. Just really shitting on us theater nerds. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I, I think Borat might win. Because you got Borat, ha- Hamilton, Palm Springs, Music, which is the Sia and Kate Hudson adventure. Um, that's about a um, like a recovering drug addict who adopts an autistic child. But I haven't by, seen Palm it, Springs, but I've heard it's fantastic. Heard it's really good. And then the Prom, which nobody likes. Um, best actress in a supporting role in any motion picture: Glenn Close, Hillbilly Elegy, Olivia Coleman, The Father, Jodie Foster, The Mauritanian. So you have Glenn Close versus Jodie Foster, Amanda Seyfried in Mank, and Helena Sengel in News of the World. So the little girl from News of the World. Um, and then one of the other big things that's going on, Emerald Fennell, the girl that writes, she writes for uh, Killing Eve, right? She's nominated for, Emerald Fennell's nominated for Best Screenplay, Best Director. For I'm going to start Promising my own award show. <laughs> We can do our award show. We can have the loud and nerdies. <laughs> the loud and nerdies. Um, and like animated movie is kind of like an animated movie is a battle between Pixar and Disney. Um, or and well, actually just Pixar and Pixar. So you yeah, got well Disney crew, and Pixar because Disney owns right, Pixar. So really a battle against themselves. It's just Pixar versus Pixar. Uh, the crew, the Croods, Onward, Over the Moon, Soul, and Wolfwalkers. I love Soul and I love Onward. So I mean, a soul's gonna beat onward. I think. I believe so too. Um, I don't even know if we yeah. could do our own award show because I think we still disagree too much. <laughs> We'd have to split the nominations. It would have to be four nominations for every category, and we get two apiece, <laughs> unless we agree on one. Well, we'd agree on promising young woman. I don't think I watched enough movies. Clearly, looking at this list, I did not watch enough stuff that came out this year. Because I haven't watched I'm happy. a lot of this. I'm happy with. I'm happy that I'm in. I'm in the running. I've seen. A, I've seen a good chunk of these perform. Like the ones that you're missing. Well, actually, look at best television series. I've watched every single one. I, I've, I've watched three out of five actually. So I watched Lovecraft Country, which I love. I watched The Mandalorian. Obviously, look at the shirt. I watch Ozark because I love Ozark, and Ozark I watched. I didn't watch Ratchet, and I didn't watch The Crown. Um, just haven't gotten into it. So I, There's but a lot of stuff on this I have not watched. <laughs> um, but like best television series, I, I, haven't, I haven't watched a lot of that either. Um, I watched bits of Shit's Creek. I've watched. Uh, I definitely Schitt's watched Creek the from when I watched it was fantastic, but yeah. I haven't watched it in like a couple seasons because the f- it went the f- from multiple networks. It went right. from like the flight attendant though is is one of the ones that is buzzworthy. That's a buzzworthy fun show. And the other great thing is best actress in the motion picture musical comedy, Maria Bakalova. I, I actually think she has a shot to win. Anna Taylor Jordan is nominated for Emma, but nobody cares about Emma. Uh Rosamund Pike for I Care a Lot. Michelle Pfeiffer for French Exit. That's getting a little bit of buzz. And again, Kate Hudson in music. That movie's getting a little bit of buzz. Um and you know my favorite best actor in a motion picture drama. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I love Gary Oldman. And I love Chadwick Boseman. But Riz Ahmed is 
that performance is that performance is straight fire. I did have interest in watching that. I just didn't get a chance to. Best actor, Howard the Duck. Really? <laughs> really? I saw a lot of love on TikTok and like the internet this week about uh, Howard the Duck being at Endgame. I saw somebody, I think I saw you or somebody yes, else posted the real, the, the real Howard the Duck, right. Then I saw the TikTok of Howard the Duck. The correct Endgame. Howard, the, cor- the correct the Howard the Duck. The new Howard the Duck. The same proper Howard the Duck. The pro- it's not the same Howard the Duck. It's not even it's close. Howard the Duck. He looks nothing like the Howard the Duck from the terrible He's updated movie. updated Howard the Duck. There's better, He's, better technology now. Well, <laughs> he looks... Well, they're updated technology. Regardless, he's still Howard the Duck. So, big fan. Uh, can't wait for his MCU debut <laughs> with his own solo movie. <laughs> um, okay, so I, I'm happy with the Golden Globes list. It's kind of weird, though. Almost all the nomination nominated movies um, are all white people. Like, So it's weird... But they've had the great thing. Well, you got to think the Oscars got to go different, right? Because they have that new diversity rule. So they got to well, have a different list. But here's think. the thing. Do you trade off and have white people in the best nominated movies and television shows, but then get three three women directors? Paul, I can't even put into words. I don't think I don't think it's feasible that it'll happen at the Oscars or the Directors Guild, but three female best director nominees. You realize we've had like three female nominations total. Nobody's ever right. Won. Doesn't matter. We're talking about getting nominated here, like right. But you get three, nominated. Like is it is it the female Leonardo DiCaprio total. thing? <laughs> well, three total, like uh, three women nominated. Uh, so listen, listen to this history. It's the first time in history that more than one woman has been recognized in the Best Director category of the Golden Globes. Prior to the year, a woman had only been nominated seven times since the first ceremony was held in 1944. So there have been seven total nominations. And this year, there's three. That is insane. And two of them were Barbara Streisand for Yentl and The Prince of Tides, Jane Campion for The Piano, Sophia Coppola for Lost in Translation, Catherine Bigelow for The Hurt Locker and Zero Dark Thirty, and Ava DuVernay for, uh, for Selma. Didn't so Hurt, we're talk- Hurt Locker won, though, didn't it? It won Best Picture. She didn't win Best Director. So, oh. w- but what's interesting, what's interesting is, did she win Best Director? Hold on. I don't want to give bad information. Well, because you're saying that, basically you're saying no girl has ever won Best Director, is what you're saying. Well, what I'm saying is... They've been nominated, no, but nobody's ever won. Right, and, um... Hold on. I thought she won for Hurt Locker, but I could be wrong. Uh, well, Promising Young Woman, are... it's the year. Let's go, boy. <laughs> Come on. Um. Okay. Best director. She won. She won. Woman. Oh, so she. she won. So she's she, the only one. Catherine Bigelow is the first woman to win for uh, for Hurt Locker in 2013. Makes or no, sense. wait, uh, Zero Dark Thirty. Wait, what did she, she win for? for Hold on. That movie sucked. Wait, hold on. Oh, we need like a one of those like interns that Google shit. <laughs> yeah, hold, um, okay, so wait a second. Google that. I mean, we she did not win. She didn't win. Wait, like she didn't. Weird... Stop. She won an Oscar, but she won an Oscar because she was nominated. 
Um, whew, she was nominated. She won because she was nominated and shared with um, for uh, wait. Yeah, Catherine Bigelow became the first one to win an Academy Award for Best Director for The Hurt Locker. So there's one winner. What I'm saying to you is the Golden Globes. The, get, get back to the history. The Golden Globes have gone off since 1944. There have been seven nominees. Six different women, and some of them nominated, one nominated multiple times. But six different women have been nominated, and Barbara Streisand got nominated twice. In the history of the Golden Globes... And today, three women got nominated. That is a that is a uh, uh, an epic sweep. Well, it's the time. And, but that's what I mean. But it's but it's an epic sweep. It's it's a it's an amazing story, and it's something we're gonna have to keep an eye on, uh, especially because I'll be pulling for Emerald Emerald Fennel because I really yeah. love that show. That show. Um, he's not the proper duck. Jesus. I go away to actually look at a real story and I come back to the proper duck. Um, Jesus. Jesus. Um, I put it on the screen at one point. You just weren't paying attention. Oh, God. Did you really put it on the proper duck? Oh. Yeah. Girl power. Yeah. Yeah, Beth. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's an amazing thing when you have seven total nominations and then one day you have three. That's Time. Yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. Um, and again, I think the movie I'm really pulling, I've started to really pull for, I like The Trial of Chicago 7, and I like Promising Young Woman. Those are the two I'm going to... I want the sweep. Promising I, Young yeah. Woman sweep. <laughs> well, I think she's going to win. I think she's going to win Best Actress. I, the, only, the only thing, looking at the Globe nominations, the only one that scares me, um, the only woman that scares me... Um, well, Viola Davis scares me anytime she gets a chance at something. Andrew Day is, is supposed to be very good as Billie Holiday. Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of Woman. But Frances McDormand in this Nomadland, this Nomadland movie is getting lots of buzz. It's got a weird concept. And Frances McDormand... I saw McDormand, the trailer for it, but I didn't, I didn't know it was out. You know, ba it's not... It, uh, it looks, like it's, looks like it's releasing February 19th. Um, uh, see, you shouldn't get nominated if you release eight days before the fucking show. <laughs> it's bullshit. Um, well, it was, it was made in 2020, so it's cost four to six million care. dollars to make. But um, and and the reviews, the reviews are stunning. It's like recency um, bias. Like just you just listen to some of the chunks. McDormand gives one of the quietest, most powerful performances of her career as a woman living and discovering the joys of the road in this affecting, memorable drama. It's a road movie, and uh, so I, I just—I'll watch you know. it. But sometimes these critics love movies that suck. Listen, Jared Leto got nominated for the Little Things. That movie's trash. So, but and this is going to pain me to say this because I—I I, I don't like Leto, but he's the best thing in the movie. It pains me to say it. It's not. It can't. That's like saying Jesus isn't real. Like you can't go against well, Denzel. I'm, I'm, He's the I'm king. Just telling, He's the god. I'm telling you right. I'm telling you right now that that movie's. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about little things. Um. Well, we can come back to it because Missy is itching. Oh, okay. We'll get Missy and then in. She's and we'll come angry back. about Wick. 
winning. Um, so she also wants to vent about her first watching John Wick. And me and you both love John Wick, so she's going to try and come in here with this bullshit. <laughs> it's not good. And she's going to get worked. She's going to get worked because it's fantastic. It's my favorite franchise so, okay, time. so let's go over this. Let's go over for people tuning into the show or watching, maybe for the first time or listening. Well, we like John Wick around here, right? I feel it's probably, <laughs> yes, I do. feel it, I feel it's like probably the best action franchise going right now. And whether it gets crazy or nutty, I love the, the whole con- complexity of it. I love, I love that it's a simple movie. Um, you kill my dog, I'm going to, I'm going to string you up and kill all of you. I love it. I, I just, I love the simplicity of it. Um, last week we did, we, we've done a series of polls about badass themes, uh, uh, females and males in movies and television. Paul won the draft picking rights. Paul took Buffy. I tried to use strategy. I, I (laughs) then took the pick he actually wanted to make and took, uh, John Elway to his Dan Marino. My strategy almost worked. It was actually really close. (laughs) It's three point three votes. There's difference. no way. There's no way it should have been close. It's um, three votes different. Uh, but there's anyways, no way, there's no way it should have been this close. Well, I wanted I Buffy, and you regardless. took you took it away from me. So let's bring and Missy in. We'll, we'll do place. movie motivation. If you and here's how it works. If you, Missy comes in, well, no, you me. won, so you go first. No, 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 no. We're still going to go by the movie motivation. I I want to give you the chance. Missy's hi, Missy. How you doing? How's the snow? Oh, I hate it. I, I'm not a snow person at all. You live in Scranton, though. Yeah, I know. Well, we don't usually get that much snow in Scranton. Like, for some reason, the past few years, like, big storms will come, and it's missed Scranton completely, where, like, Allentown gets slammed. Which is that bubble of <laughs> shittiness that it just hits. Just so we're clear, it's, uh, we were talking about it. Uh, a friend was in from PA, and he's like, it's it's cold down here. And I'm like, it's cold up, up your way. You're going back to three feet of snow, so enjoy that. Um, but, yeah, okay. You can even so, get back. If he, well, he, he got stuck here two days, actually. So let me um, first, I'm not going to say it was a bad movie. It was a good movie. But I feel like, first of all, the question that went up on Facebook should have said for people who don't watch the show, because, you know, there's people out there that vote on these stupid shit and then no, don't watch, which really annoys me. It's not but, stupid shit, Missy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's important. It's important nerdy stuff. It's but important let me, let, stuff. Let me finish here. So... The question should have been, who do you think will win in a battle? It, like, not who your favorite character is, you know? Well, that's um, not... Bat- and why? That's the yeah, ba- battle's, battle's not fair, though, because she has more support in a she, battle. She does, but... So, uh, he's by himself with his dog. So, I, I understand him. where they're going, but they're all going to be like this. They're all going to be super tough, ridiculous concepts, <laughs> and somehow... I wanted Buffy to win. I did. I was going to pick Buffy. He stole my pick. I and know. I actually think I actually think Buffy lost because Paul um, did a bad choice. I thought I think I think to be honest, if Paul if Paul hadn't picked Buffy and I had picked Buffy, I feel Buffy would have won. Probably. I don't think so. Um, but here, here's my... Well, you, you believe that there's no host shenanigans, and I believe that there is a small slight... A very Hoshina- small Hoshinagans. But Greg voted and he said he never saw Wick. That's why he picked Buffy. But then he 
reiterated. But see, now so, that's no, I, why I watched Wick is because I felt guilty voting for Buffy without watching it. So that's, that's like, can, I, can I ask you a question though? Yes. So you watched one Wick movie? Just one? A half a movie. Are you going to watch the full movie? Uh, what did see. you get to? Oh, okay. So first of all, my biggest problem with it is like, I get that his dead wife gave him the dog after death. And that's really sentimental. And, cute. and oh, by the way, if anybody hasn't seen it, you're too fucking late. I'm not giving. Ooh. Well, spoiler alert. Spoiler <laughs> yeah. alert. His dead wife gave him the dog. Yeah. Dan. But you're going to go like, okay, those people were some buckets and they shouldn't have done what they did, but you're killing all those people because they killed a six month old dog. Like, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's are not you not a dog person? That's what are, you not, are you not an are you not a are you not an action movie person? Maybe I'm no. not. A, I I don't know. It's just listen I first. I'm sorry. I let let me. I'm gonna give you. Wait. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a plot. I'm gonna give you the plot of another movie. Wait. I'm gonna give you a plot of another movie. So this create this this person. <laughs> hold on. This this person this person comes. And he's trying to get the shiniest objects, and he he visits the jungle to do it, and he you know it's it, it there's no real rhyme or reason to it. He just kind of it's kind of like a vacation, but he's trying to hunt down shiny objects, and he does it, and he he kills a lot of people. Is that a bad movie? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Unless you it, have. You have. He's describing. He's basically describing Raiders. Oh, okay. I'm, no, I'm not. I'm not describing Raiders. I was describing Predator. Because oh. he just wants some shiny I objects. I don't like Predator either. So you don't like Predator, the original <laughs> yeah. Predator. Yeah. Oh, Missy. Maybe you just don't like action movies. Maybe, Maybe that's your thing. I, I like all the Indiana Joneses. Different. Different. I Different. like um. What, what's that? Uh, Jumanji. Give me it. Again, different not an action movie. Yeah, no. I put wait, John Wick in the gratuitous a, violence category. Wait, wait, let's do this. Like speed. So, okay, nobody speed dies in speed. Really, speed. Yeah, speed's a sanitized okay. action movie. It's like bad guy dies friendly. at the end. Yeah, bad guy <laughs> dies at the end. He gets what he deserves. I counted John Wick at one point. He kills like eighty-six people. Yeah, oh, you're cool. <laughs> That's 86 yes. Father. Yes. Yeah, well, they're all criminals, so fuck them. They're all terrible people. <laughs> One motherfucker killed that dog, and that bastard... Listen, if I had the ability of John Wick... None of them live with their parents. <laughs> <laughs> I would kill so many people if somebody so, killed wait, my dog. Wait, I need... I'm, I so I'm going to defend John... I'm going to defend John Wick. I'm going to let you in on this. I So you, you have Speed and Jumanji. The Raiders movies... Don't count. They're a different animal because they're more nostalgia action adventure movie. What would you put but in action? But a straight action movie. Um. Okay. So, wait, wait, JW. Before you finish, where in Wick did you get did you stop? It? Yeah. All right. So I didn't stop. I fell asleep. Well, where did you fall asleep? Where did I fall? Asleep? How? How did you fall asleep? On the couch. <laughs> no, no, but, but <laughs> with my eyes closed, I did have a glass of wine that day. So that when did you get? Good. What did you get to? Is the question. Quit dancing the answer. All right, so dog died. I watched all up to that. Then he started. You know, he got into the nightclub, and he started killing, like, trying to get to the guy who was at fault for the dog. And the bath, I saw the big bath. 
and once he really got at the guy who was like at fault, I was I was good, you know, I was good. And then he never kills him in the bathhouse. He, yeah, he, he doesn't get to him. him. He runs after him. He doesn't get to him, and the reason he has to kill more people is because the the dude's scummy father won't let his dirtbag son be be plucked for what he deserved to be plucked for. You basically like <laughs> fell asleep right when shit started to happen. <laughs> So basically, like you started the foreplay, okay. and then there was sex part came, and you went to sleep. That's what happened. Well, I think the biggest thing was that that, that might be a Kyle thing. Maybe that's just a Kyle <laughs> thing. I remember thinking it's like all this is over the like. I get the dead wife gave him the dog, but I'm just like, I would need a better reason to kill that many people. Would you? Yeah. So wait a second. Well, the somebody. Uh, when a, but but okay but if but okay so you would kill the person that killed your dog. Yes. But what if there was a bunch of people standing between you and the person that killed? That's what he was trying to do. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, I think you can get past those people. Maybe maim them without killing them. They didn't. Kill you them. feel you feel maybe he could use harsh language to the Russian mobsters. No, nice bullet to the kneecap. Now, always stops everybody. By the way, he gave all those guys a stern talking to. Oh, you take, do a bullet to the kneecap. You don't have to kill that guy because your dog died. Yeah. I'm oh yeah, in. I, Let me I ask you, if somebody like shot you in the kneecap, you're going to just forget about it and let it go? Also, you're going to be... You're going to be... Another adventure. But you're going to be the Russian mobster with the with the bullet in his kneecap. I just... I, 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 casualty because this fucker killed my dog and stole my car. Shouldn't defend the piece of shit yep. that killed his dog. He's right yeah. there. Go kill okay. him. But you may not have I, even known why that guy was after him. I'm just like, Oh, they knew. I, I, I think everybody knew. I think we have a... Fun, here's the fundamental problem. And this is going to sound ridiculous, but I the reason I love the movie is because of the practical action effects and the fact that it is just about somebody killing his dog. That's my Three favorite movies. thing. That's my favorite thing about it. And then, you see, you haven't seen the end of the first one. You don't know what happens in the second one or the third one. What I would say to you is you get a morsel of a, of a premise in the first one near the end. And then the second and third one, all they do is expand the universe. They're not necessarily the best movies made, but they are exceptionally well-made action movies with exceptional chase sequences, exceptional action sequences, and they get for me they get better and better. And the, and also, the expansion, the expansion of the universe is amazing. Here's he stole his car, so it's not just his dog. It was a sweet <laughs> car too. Yeah. <laughs> but here's something we can relate it to: Crow, the original Crow. I love the original Crow. That is like my one of my favorite movies. And he goes on a killing spree because they killed his, his fiance. Right. And his, and his cat, I think. And his cat. And his cat. Now, <laughs> that one, I'm completely down with because everyone he goes after had something to do with her death or was, or caused her death in some way. I think the problem was he, they didn't connect all these other people to the death of his wife. Or his wife, for that matter. But you that's watch it when you don't drink wine and you're not so sleepy because you missed a lot. Also, and I feel like you missed a lot. Also, I think the real big problem is that you went into watching it, and and I'm not saying you might be biased in this regard, but you went in watching it, knowing that this particular character had beaten Buffy, which is a favorite character of yours. It didn't at the time. At the time, Buffy was in the room when I watched it. Like I wanted to. Okay. Act, I was. I went into it thinking, hey, if I love this, I might switch my vote. 
You yeah, know. for a couple of days I was going to pull this shit off. I was like, fuck, is Buffy going to be Wick? <laughs> and then so, there was a huge swing. Yeah. And then I was like, damn. No, like she- so what I, what I would say is he is, he is uh, in the I, Wick vert. I was Excuse definitely me. a person who could be swayed to change my vote if the movie blew me away. Just, I love also. Yeah. Keanu's 98% of he doesn't there's not there's like two percent stunt double in this movie it's all him yeah yeah it's all part of the part of the allure of the franchise is that it's practical special effects the movies are made by stunt people and actually you haven't even seen the best i was just thinking about it she hasn't seen the fight in the in the glass room no no she she hasn't seen the fight in the glass room the second one with the twins so like i there's no, isn't that the it's third one? Is that the third? Isn't the third? Is the second one or third one? You know, but but still, the tw- basically when you hear the story about things. So first off, um, Reeves worked with a stunt a stunt guy, gave him a chance to direct a movie, came up with a basic ca- character bit concept, and that's what it is. He is he is a basic. It is a icon, like it is. It's just a, a shell of a movie that was that was the concept. Guy goes after people who kill dog is a ba- is the basic premise, and what I find intriguing about the movie and what I love about the movie is that it is pure. It is pure. It's pure. It's just it's one thing. It's not trying to be all these other things to everybody. It is just a movie where a guy kills a lot of people, and it's all for revenge purposes. Like, and the funny thing is, we were talking earlier, Paul and I, about Promising Young Woman, which is a revenge movie, also. But it's it's not it's not an action movie. It's so like this movie, I don't know. For me, it transcends. It it, it it's so basic in its premise and so basic in its setup that when it hits the certain points it needs to hit, it becomes one. It becomes better than the sum it's of bigger. its parts. It's getting bigger. It gets bigger and bigger and better than the sum of its parts. And is is the little franchise that could first movie grosses forty million, second movie grosses eighty five million, third movie grosses one hundred and thirty million, and when the fourth movie comes out. Even if it's up against the Matrix, it's going to kick the shit out of the Matrix. The stunt guy that know, filmed it is the stunt guy from the Matrix. Um, I typically love revenge movies. Like I love The Crow. That's a revenge movie. I love Peppermint. That's a revenge movie. So it was like very confusing to me. Like because this is something. Wait, I- so wait, whoa, 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 Peppermint. Not all those people that are responsible. She kills a lot of people in that movie that are not responsible for her daughter's death. And also. Peppermint wouldn't exist if it wasn't for John Wick. They were trying to make a female John Wick. I like revenge movies. I don't know what it was. But wait a second. You can't possibly tell me you love Peppermint, but you don't like John Wick. (laughs) That is insane. Peppermint without John Wick. Also, she kills a ton of people. She kills a ton of people that have nothing to do with her daughter's death. I didn't say I didn't like it. I said I'm an ass and I have proof of it because I Facebook. You're backtracking. You're backtracking. Yeah. I will show you what I know. I know. I don't love it, but I do. The backpedal you're doing right now. Hold on. (laughs) You actually could go to the combine and be a cornerback with the backpedaling you're doing right now. You got to finish watching the movie first before you can have a full fledged opinion. You also. Also, actually, the, the big movie. the big problem with your argument now is no, no, I have <laughs> temperament. I have. Yeah, proof. I told your you your argument is falling apart. Your argument. I'm going to talk to you about it. 
But no, 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 but I understand. But I what I'm gotta saying, finish watching the movie. What I'm saying though is, your argument is he kills too many people not related to the dog, and then you bring up Peppermint. She kills people just that run into her in that movie. I do believe it has to do something with you know. Honestly, I love my dog. Where the hell are you? He's not here, which is great because he can't hear me. Um, my dog's right there. There will be there will be a difference if somebody killed my daughter or my son over my chihuahua. No, no, that's not what I'm fighting about. That's not what I'm fighting about. What I'm fighting about is your problem with the Wick movies is that he kills all these people over a dog, and none of the people are, dog, and none of the people are related to the guy, the one guy. And what I said was that they they keep on throwing people in front of him. To protect the one guy, and you were like, "Well, yeah, but that doesn't make it right." So he could have shot them in the leg, and then you brought up peppermint. Yeah, I've seen which, peppermint. which was yes, I've guy. seen peppermint too, which is a very similar movie. Wouldn't yeah, have without I've John Wick. Them all knowing what that bastard did and was okay on their own accord protecting him. No, she has two or three moments where she has nothing to do with revenge. She has two or three moments where she's saving other people. It has nothing to do with revenge. She killed. She's killing bad people. In the same way, Wick is killing bad people. So I, these are I understand. He worked with though. These were his his like partners. He worked with all. Party. Yeah, he worked he with some part of them. So by your like, oh, and now I'm greater than everybody else, and I'm just gonna kill the people I used to like go side by side. This with. sounds like wine opinions. You need to watch yeah. it sober <laughs> <laughs> and watch also, the whole thing. I'm just, I'm just gonna say, a bunch of people blew up the Death Star, and they were only trying to kill Grand Moff Tarkin. They didn't give yeah. a flying fuck about anybody else that was on that on that. Death All Star. those innocent stormtroopers on there just got aced. Those fuckers are the same people. You can't fuck <laughs> them. They're, you know, they're okay, just, well, then, I'm gonna, if I'm you like revenge movies. Watch Promising Young Woman and tell me if they all deserve stern talking to. I haven't, talking seen, I haven't seen, so I Shooting them in the knee. Because I, I do promise you guys, I actually watch what you guys suggest. You know, so there, there's a few. And how do you not like these musicals that are out? Hello, I love the promise. The promise, terrible. Have you seen it in live? Have you seen? No, I've never seen it live. And I, I'm, I'm sorry. You're saying the movie is as good as live? The rendition of what the new movie they put out is very complementary to the play that is on Broadway. Because I've seen prom live. I've okay, so but I've heard, but I've, okay, so what I've seen, the Corden role and Corden getting a nomination for Golden Globe is the one thing that's happening today that people just don't like Meryl Streep didn't get nominated. James Corden got nominated and people are having problems with that. Other things is I don't hate Hamilton, but what I'm saying what I've been saying about the whole time about Hamilton, I love Hamilton. Yeah. What I'm saying though, is I don't think it's, it can't be nominated for an Oscar. It can be nominated for a golden globe because they don't have the same rules as Oscars. Oscar have has rules where you have to be, it's gotta be filmed and it's gotta be something released in theaters for the medium of film to be an Oscar winner. And Hamilton is what, and no matter how great it is on Disney plus is not in that range. It, it won't be, it won't be eligible. It'll be eligible for a golden globe and it might actually win. Although I think they're going to lean towards Borat for some reason, got a lot of nominations for. So, but what I'm saying to you is I, I love Hamilton, but it can't win an Oscar. And I love, I, mean, I don't know if you've watched our show. I just hate musicals in general. So yeah, he hates me. <laughs> So does Kyle. So I can live with I have friends that come over to watch musicals with me because my husband. The minute people start singing, I'm fucking out. Peter, my well, husband, Jerry, Jerry, bring, Jerry brings up a valid point in the discussion. Uh, Death Wish is another movie all about revenge. 
Um, and Jerry, what I would say is Death Wish she falls into the Missy rule of movies. He really only kills people that had anything to do with the rape and murder of his daughter yeah. and his wife. So What was that Gerard Butler movie? And I would cheer him on the entire time because, I don't know. I, I'm, which, I, which, which Gerard Butler movie? Gerard Butler, Jamie Foxx. Uh, oh, uh, law-abiding citizen. Law-abiding citizen. But again, the, but I think that he kills like the lawyer, the <laughs> cops, like everybody. Like I think but honestly, that it, like because you have your two revenge movies. You have your revenge movie where it's a free for all and everyone dies who's in my way, and then that one that's more focused on the individual or the people responsible. Maybe I'm just more focused, and you guys are just more free for all. Or maybe you just well, want to argue I'm just with more, us. I'm just more. I'm, I'm, yeah, that's possible. I think I'm. I'm not really more focused or freefall. I'm pro wick. And all things. I. Um. And the other, like for me, everything that goes on in wick is. Uh, yeah, it's a burn. But who? But at this point, she said peppermint was good. So I. I. I like I like peppermint, but it's not John Wick. Yeah, your and, argument is automatic. Yeah, okay, so let's, let's do. I'm saying that we've done the John Wick. Let's let's do movie motivation. I feel like the, <laughs> I feel like the backtracking is disappointing like me. Don't appreciate other people's opinion, there, J. We do. If you didn't, that <laughs> you ruined it. I was I was supporting you up until the point where you said, you know, I like movies like Peppermint. I didn't say like Peppermint. I said Peppermint is one of those revenge movies. <laughs> Here's why I don't take your argument seriously, and I'll list the reasons. It's a revenge movie. You've watched 35% of Wick. (laughs) You didn't even watch the whole movie. Uh, You compared it to Peppermint, which is basically the same movie. (laughs) Just not as good. Peppermint is basically the same movie, but considerably not as good. Yeah, and wouldn't exist if John Wick didn't. And and wouldn't exist in a non-Wickian world. Why I valued Guy's opinion and tried to watch it in the first place, you know? Um, Kyle, I would say, can I, can, can I, can I say since Kyle saw it for the first time too? Oh, what did Kyle think? Oh, he's just sitting in the cell. It was okay. It was okay. It was okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll take it's okay. an okay. I'll, I'll take it's an okay. Here's um, a fun fact. He watched the, the whole thing. Well, the first thing <laughs> I saw too, I just, for me, free for all is not the way I like a more focused revenge storyline. I would argue well, Wick okay, couldn't no way, this, be more focused. They, this, <laughs> they even refer well, to his ability of focus. Speaking, wait, this is good. This, this is a good. this is a good lead-in and a good way to get going. Speaking on revenge-based focus, this week, Paul will either get the first pick or the second pick in the, in the badass, badass movie and TV draft. It will all hedge on whether or not your movie motivation, he gets it right. There's two. So he has revenge. He has revenge-based focus on me. He's he is focused because not only did he pick the character he did not want, but the character he did want, I picked and I won. You know, it what? is focused revenge. I think I'm rooting for you tonight, J Dub. I usually root for Paul. He's <laughs> been like on me tonight, so I think I'm all about you know. Well, he was like he was going to go into a list of reasons. I, I say that. <laughs> So let's do let's do movie motivation, which is a, a you know a key component of our show. We like to have people on. They do movies or speeches that inspire them. We started this during COVID during 2020, and it's still we need some inspiration in 2021 because things are not great. We've had uh, you know Screech died this week and Hal Holbrook died this week. 
So it's like it's been depressing. It's been a bad week. Um, Screech is yeah. kind of a dick. So who? What? Music? <laughs> but yeah, but how? But how? How Holbrook wasn't. Um, yeah. How so Holbrook okay. Also, uh, Jerry brings up a valid point. Gr- Bronson was great because he was a normal guy, and after the first kill, he acted like someone who didn't want to kill. Made it realistic. I know it's different than John Wick, though. I just love the movie. Original Death Wish, Jerry is is probably one of the quintessential seventies action movies that you that you go back to and when you're when you're an action movie fan and you watch it and you're like you know Charles Bronson you know in a lot of stuff was super tough super amazing the Death Wish movies fell off the rail towards the middle mid eighties you know there's Death Wish two and Death Wish three and Death Wish four well the but Willis the, one he looked like he four. enjoyed killing people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like yeah, there no. Well, the Willis one was off. It wasn't. Well, right. there was Death um, Sentence too with Bacon. That Bacon yeah. movie. That's a brutal movie. That is brutal, brutal, not like bad. Like it makes you sad. This would this would almost be like the best revenge flick would be like one of our topics at some point in the future. Just saying, yeah. it might happen. Might but you know, Missy wouldn't movie. vote for John Wick. I'd be upset. It'd be John um, Wick okay. one, two, three, what is and the, then everybody what? else. <laughs> Promising young woman. Uh, what? Okay, so Missy, let's do movie motivation. Inspiring times, inspiring things. Uh, Paul will guess. You have two tonight. I have two. She always two. has two. I have okay, one. so she has. I have to give him a chance to redeem himself when he screws up the first one. Okay. Wow. Wow. There's no. You, you so how do wait? So how do we do this tonight? Do you? Oh, so let's do this. Well, uh, for I need you to mix them up now. So we don't know if it's going to be the first or second one. I need you to mix them up because Paul might have an idea because we're going to have to base this on Paul's decision. Paul, do you want to make the bet based on one or two? Missy, I need you to change up a little bit. So, Paul, do you want to make the bet on one or two? And I need Missy to change the order she was going to go because she gave it away that the first one is harder than the second one. So she's mixing it up in her mind yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, or did Yeah. Here's <laughs> Is it in class one or is it in class two? You I'll take one. Well, let's go right out the gate. Uh, okay. See what happens. He's going to bet on one. He's so, Missy, on change that. it up a little bit. He's betting on one. Uh, we're going to do three, two, one, and we're going to go to the classic, you know, focus. Three, two, one, action. No, it can't be true. Oh, where have you been? Where have you been? God damn you. Where have you been? Where were you 20 years ago, 10 years ago? Where were you when I was new? When I was one of those innocent young maidens you always came to, how dare you? How dare you come to me now when I am this? If you would have waited to see a unicorn as long as I have, it would have been that one. In this world, you came to me. It's all right, I forgive you. So you got to pick a unicorn movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what unicorn movie is it? Well, well, here's the I'm I'm not trying to help, but you got to pick a movie that has a unicorn as a central theme. Oh, and it's the first one. I have no idea. I have literally no idea. I don't think you would. I did give No, it as soon as you started, I was like, I have no fucking clue. So. JW, you want to guess? I, I was, upset. I would... I, <laughs> So the main the main stuff I, I all I can think of unicorn wise I'm not going to say I'm right but I unicorn wise the movie that has the mo- the unicorn in it that's the most prevalent 
is legend. Incorrect. But incorrect. It's not why it's stump JW. It's stump Sprat. <laughs> Isn't that shitty? No. I will kill you. Watch it. I love this movie. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. Is it? Well, uh, so what, what movie is it missing? From 1982, The Last Unicorn. Ah! <laughs> Fuck! Are you kidding me? It's a great movie. That Red Bull is the the most scary thing when you're when you're an eight an eight year old child. That Red Bull chasing her around, Mia Farrow as the unicorn, like, very scary. Okay, so Paul missed. That means I get first pick. That is true. Right. What? Here's the second movie, Paul. Let Let's go because we got to get going because we got a lot of stuff. I don't know why he saved my life. Maybe in those last moments, he loved life more than he ever had before. Not just his life, anyone's life, my life. All he wanted was the same answers the rest of us want. Where do I come from? Where am I going? How long do I got? All I could do was sit there and watch him die. This one's easy. It is. Super really? easy. Yeah. Yeah. Not on my game tonight. <laughs> or any. <laughs> I don't know. I don't got this one either. Oh, this is terrible because it's on our list tonight. It is. Is it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Blade Runner? Yeah. But I won't accept it because you gave up. No, because yeah, yeah. it gave me a hint. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. give me a hint. Okay, so you're over for 2 tonight. Uh, somebody type in the, the chat where we're at because Paul, Paul wants a real number. It's fun to keep track. Who doesn't like statistics? I love baseball. I love statistics. (laughs) Two and nine? nine? Yeah, that sounds about right. Two and nine. nine. I'm still in the starting lineup, but I'm about to get benched. I'm about to get benched. about to get sent down to AAA. (laughs) Oh, two and nine. Okay, Missy, thank you for coming on tonight. Any, uh, no new shows or anything. We know you went to see Paul. uh, May. May. May is the next big show. Okay, well, we'll keep track of that. Two and nine. Missy, thanks for coming on. Good Blade. My, my, that's one quick thing. That is a great quote from Blade Runner, although if you watch the director's cut, it's not in the director's cut. And the other the other thing I would say is the best, uh, the best quote from Blade Runner, uh, especially as I have a very sick friend right now that's, uh, that's probably not going to pull through and I'm a little bit depressed about it. Um, but the best uh, line from Blade Runner for me is when Joe, when um, Roy Batty goes to see Tyrell, the the maker of the replicants and the owner of the corporation, and he's asking about life and about you know his date being changed and everything. And Joe Turkle, who I met in my dad's office when I was a kid at a movie theater in in New York, um, Joe Turkle says, uh, "Roy the." Um, you, your inception date remains no matter what happens the light that burns twice as bright burns half as long and you have burned so very very bright so that's one of my favorite lines thank you for joining us Missy have a great night stay out of trouble stay out of snow bye Kyle bye love you guys <laughs> bye okay Damn, I can't believe I missed a Blade Runner quote Fuck. Uh, that's the last unicorn I've never seen before, so I had it's, no. It's chance. really, it's really good. It, it's 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 an acquired taste. It's it is um it's it's done in the Ralph Bashke animation, so it's kind of super cool. But it's got it's got Mia Farrow. It's got Al, um uh, Alan Arkin. It's really cool. Um, 
It's a really good movie. He plays Schmendrick. I, uh, I haven't watched Blade Runner in a long time too, though. So that's probably Blade Runner's phenomenal. Um, the so issue. let's let's do a uh, first thing. Um, we need like, do you have a huzzah or like a congratulatory like sparkle or something? John Wick wins the first battle of the badasses. I don't have a sparkle. Uh, but but John Wick wins. <laughs> Wick wins is the uh, is the uh, defining characteristic here. So John Wick beat Buffy. I don't quite know how it happens, but it happened. Um, I picked with my heart instead of trying to be strategic. Yeah, I st- you pick, if I assumed I picked Buffy, you would have picked something different, and then I would have had Wick for later. Oh but- no no! I've I've decided that this particular game is going to be is going to be about me countering you and hurting you the most. Well, now you have to pick first, which works out for me, I think. Right, but I can always give up my pick and make you pick. No, you can't. You have to pick. Well, I have, I have to pick. Uh, okay, okay. I lost movie motivation. You pick first. I didn't well, yeah, know you could you give could, up your pick. Then you, that's a strategy. Well, that, that that well, that would be my strategy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, well, I think we should be able to. I think we should be. You could miss movie motivation every week. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. Well, you also won, so technically how in sports world, you should go well, first. <laughs> but what, what I'm saying to you is I think it should be my choice, and I and should... tennis and what, all that I, other stuff. No, 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 wait. <laughs> I won the coin toss, and what I'm doing is I'm deferring. Oh, you want to defer? <laughs> I mean, I'm if deferring. you want, I, I well, want you're you going to defer every week. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm just going to pick to counter you. <laughs> I've, I've decided that Bullshit. my favorite... I've decided that my favorite thing is to watch you try to make a good pick and watch it burn in your face. And then for me to make a pick that hurts you more and then go from there is where I'm getting enjoyment out of this. Mm -hmm. So I will defer. I will defer and let you pick first. Well, then I want to, after Ford, I need to contemplate while we talk about the top five Fords of what my pick's going to (laughs) be. <laughs> okay, wait. You want to talk about Ford first? We'll talk about Ford first. Okay. I'll ruminate. Uh. Yeah. So. Yes, actually, Kyle brings up a valid point. It is a it is a prices right rule. Ready? Mm-hmm. Kyle has it. Put it up. Person with the first showcase. Oh wait. Okay, wait. Person with the first showcase showdown can pass it on. That is. That is true. Okay, um, let we're talking. I didn't know we were playing prices right rules. <laughs> well, we can. Um, Bullshit. <laughs> so uh, we had. Uh, let's go over the list for the John the the Harrison Ford movies. I'm very happy with the list, uh, although this movie's a little bit low for me. And I did want to be um, clear. Uh, JW tried to sneak in this long ass list. <laughs> JW doesn't break shit up. So he doesn't cut it off at a point like I, when I do when I do the list. So he well, I did a top ten. His... I did I did a top ten, and we're I did a top ten. There was eleven, but I did a, a but that's not my fault. I try to get everything on the list to get the votes. So, so technically, four and five was tied, but yes. I used an executive vote to break up four and five <laughs> to make it a solid five. Yes. List. Okay. So witness, um, witness is five in our list. Uh, this is one of my favorite Harrison Ford movies. Uh, I I saw it when I was eleven. Um, it, it's uh, so a couple of things you notice that the the name John Book. 
one of the great things about this movie is there's a lot of little in jokes because it is it, it's a cop movie, but it's also a western. Like, and it's very right. con, it's very concept. It's a western. It's a little bit of a movie called a John Wayne movie called The Angel and the Batman, where basically a John Wayne plays like a, a gunfighter, and he gets he gets uh, shot up a little bit, and he gets nursed back to health, and then he you know eventually has to do what he has to do. Um, Witness is a an amazing film. Kelly McGillis is great in it. Harrison Ford is great in it. Um, it is an astounding piece of cinema directed by Peter Weir. It's very good. It is uh, the it's an excellent thriller, but it's also a fish out of water movie. It the barn raising scene is astonishing. It's beautifully shot. The music is is sublime, and it and it, it is arguably like not his iconic performances, but Witness is actually one of uh, Harrison Ford's absolute best acting performances it's one it's some of the best he's ever been on film and he's really good in it it's and it's, it's a little bit romantic it's got a lot it's good got good action sequences um and it's got a really nice performance between him and the little boy uh lucas haas who would go on to other things later in life um and i i just love this movie um about you know a, a near a philadelphia cop who hides a young amish boy who's witness to a murder um, and it's, it's so good. And if you haven't seen it, or if you haven't seen it in a while, I really recommend going back and watching it. Um, it's got a really good pace to it. It's about two hours long, and it's really, really good. Uh, so a five-year-old boy watching witnesses a murder. Harrison Ford is the cop that's trying to track down the killers. A little boy um, basically fingers... Uh, police inspectors as the murderers. So Harrison Ford has to get him out of town. So he tries to take him uh, back to the Amish village he lives in and you know, Ford gets shot. So he has to like, has to lay low. It's so good. And I can't, I can't recommend it enough. Have you seen it's it? Great movie. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a long time. I might go back. It was a best picture nominee in 1985. It? It's his, it's one, it's his only best actor nomination. It's the it's only on time. Anything right now. It's, it's the only, Probably not. Older movies have not been doing well and being on streaming. And for a while it was. Well, you know why that's happening, right? I was talking to somebody about this last night. The reason that's happening is because everything's pulling everything back. So if, if, you have all, if you have all these streaming things, um, if you have all these streaming entities, like the Paramount Network, uh, the CBS Network, is uh, CBS All Access is being rebranded as Paramount Network. Peacock has all the NBC Universal... You have HBO Max with Warner Brothers. You have um, Disney pulling back their stuff. All of the streaming things are kind of going into their own universes. And what you'll see, the reason Netflix is raising their prices and the reason Netflix is doing all this production is because they might run into a point where they, well, they do not have... have stuff. They, they only have their stuff. And then Netflix might not be as cost prohibitive as... Disney Plus or any of these other... It's a really weird situation that's happening, but you're watching it unfold. Uh, one of the big things that... One of the big shoes to drop um, last week, Peacock acquired the WWE Network. So it, it's a it's a huge change. And, it, you know, movies like Witness are kind of things that kind of fall by the wayside. But um, Peacock Network acquiring WWE Network, I just found out that basically WWE Network costs $10 a month. When it folds into the Peacock Network, you can get the Peacock Network with all of its stuff 
for six bucks. Plus, plus no, plus WWE Network for the same cost. Yeah, six. So bucks. W, but no, no WWE Network costs ten, but you can get the Peacock Network for ten with no commercials, and the WWE Network is where oh, it's going to go. A little extra to get WWE. No, no, it's the same cost, but it's no commercials. The the Peacock oh. Network has six ninety nine for commercials, ten nine ten dollar nine ninety nine for no commercials. And they're going to have a WWE network. I spend ten on the WWE network anyway, so, yeah, so it works out for you. I'm, I, yeah, I'm going to get Peacock and the WWE network. It's weird. Witness, well, then great you movie. Would think Netflix got to get in on that MGM, right? They got to buy a studio. They got to buy like a Bond movie or something, something big. Not you buy MGM, you get all the Bond movies. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe, maybe they will. Yeah, that's um, the move. Witness, by the way, just for uh, film fans that are watching. Um, uh. Just for the fans that are watching, John Book is actually the actually the name. Another reason where it has Western ties, so Angel and the Batman, but it also has Western ties to John Book is the name of the John Wayne character in The Shootist. So my dad always found it amazing that he he really loved this movie. So great Harrison Ford movie. What's four, Paul? Number four is Resident. Uh, no, I was looking at the Resident thing. Evil. Uh, Blade One. Well, it, lo- it looks Runner. it looks like Resident Evil from that poster. I know. Um. That's a super cool poster. Um, I found like this cool, fun old poster, and I was like, "Sweet!" So that, that is a neat poster. Um, yeah. So Blade Runner. Hi, Jasper. Um, so um, Blade Runner, uh, arguably the greatest science fiction movie of the nineteen eighties, uh, with good argument. Um, I mean, basically, has an argument so many- that is is the science fiction movie. You, you're gonna run into you're gonna run into some problems there. You're gonna run into two thousand one. Uh, you're gonna run into no 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 eh. you're gonna run into Planet of the Apes. You're gonna run into some problems with best sci-fi movie of all time. I mean, um, I like Blade Forbidden more than Planet. I like those movies. <laughs> well, yeah, but but I'm just saying. You, but yeah, but 2001 and Blade Runner are on equal footing with regards to iconic stuff and genius level filmmaking. They're both right high up there. So Ridley Scott directs this movie in 1982. It's based on a, a Philip K. Dick book called Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep. Um, I, and this movie, I'm so tied to this movie. Um, I love sci-fi. I love Harrison Ford. I love Harrison Ford in 1982. In 82, Paul, I saw this movie in New York. I have I've all kinds of stories of movies that when I saw and where I saw them. But Blade Runner, I saw with my dad in a Warner Brothers screening room. He worked for a small company, and they were they got, we got sent to the screening. My dad took me because I was a huge Harrison Ford fan. And so there are all these adults watching this dark, dank sci-fi movie, and this six-year-old, this eight-year-old kid in the front row going, "This is awesome! There's they're robots and they're bad, and my and Harrison Ford's going to kill them." I didn't understand any of the stuff that was going on in the movie, right? I just right. understood that you know Harrison Ford had a gun and the robots were bad, and but as you as this movie ages and it's like fine wine, um. It just gets better and better and better, and I, I love it so much. And Blade Runner twenty forty nine, by the way, one of the single greatest sequels ever made. Did not make a lot of money. People, not a lot of people saw it. You should definitely see it. It was well worth your time. Fantastic. It is, it is, it is so good. And the Blade Runner movie is one of my all time favorites. I, I think that's all we need to say. Three. What's three? <laughs> you nailed it. Um, three. I mean, I, it, we're getting to the obvious point because 
when <laughs> I was looking at it, I was like, well, this is going to basically dominate the whole thing. But Star Wars is number three. Original Star Wars. So OG Star Wars. OG Star Wars. So the, the birth of the franchise, the birth of the modern blockbuster movie, aside from Jaws, um, 1977. <laughs> and you don't get any... like. There are two versions of Harrison Ford in life, and one is Han Solo, and the other is somebody that will be coming up soon. Um, so, and not shocking, I, I would, you know, I argue that in the interesting portion of the Harrison Ford list comes later, like Witness, Blade Runner, Star Wars are all in his wheelhouse iconography. Right. You know what I mean? They're they're right there. Um, uh, so. I, I love I love the original Star Wars. I don't like it as much as two. So I'm I, I have the Han Solo character in Star Wars is not the greatest of characters, but in number two he cements his sci-fi status because the Empire Strikes Back. Here's the thing, you know, you get you get to 1980 after 77, you get to 1980, and right. Empire Strikes Back, the Star Wars saga continues. He is front and center on that poster. Uh, Jerry, the Mosquito Coast is down on the list. We're going to talk about the lower portion of the list in a bit. So stick around, Jerry. Because um, I do agree. I think the Mosquito Coast is one of his better performances. Um, but no, but Empire Strikes Back, Han Solo and the Empire Strikes Back is just about as cool as the other side of the pillow. A cucumber, whatever you want to come up with as what cool is. Um, he's front and center on the poster. You know what I mean? And and the, the romance between him and Princess Leia in that movie, him and Carrie Fisher, um, is so good uh, when you're looking at it. And it's, it's the best of the Star Wars saga. Like, there's no better Star Wars movie. There still hasn't been a better Star Wars movie. And the reason that, you're, that the people are falling in love with The Mandalorian is because it's super close to Empire. It's got... There's bad things that happen. There's good things that happen. But mostly bad things... You know what I mean? Like, and then every once in a while, a good thing will happen. Uh, but the Empire Strikes Back was the first movie where I watched, and I, um, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. Um, also, um, the, uh, the what are the odds of successfully navigating a an asteroid field? Three thousand seven hundred twenty to one. Um, so, like, I this movie I also grew up with. Empire is the absolute best Star Wars movie ever made. It's got everything in it, uh, from the Hoth sequence to the asteroid field chase to Bespin and the lightsaber fight, which is by the way, the best lightsaber fight, even though Han Solo is not involved in it. But right. this also has, this also has the best Star Wars movie moment of all time, which is, I love you. I know I love you. I know is, is, uh, you know, is literally is literally on shirts. Now I love you. I know you have, when you go to Disney, they, they have a shirt that's a princess Leia shirt and a Han Solo shirt. The girl's shirt is Leia and it says, I love you. And the boy's shirt is Han Solo. And it says, I know. So it, it it's transcended. We're gonna get to the rest of the, the ten that Paul cut out. Don't worry, relax. I got oh, you covered. I, I cut it out because it's top five. <laughs> we can't ten movies is so much to go over. <laughs> it is, um, but they want the top ten. Um, so number one is uh, Raiders of Lost Ark. So if people put and just so for clear, um, whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, Don't shit on. JW's favorite movie of all time. Yes, this is my favorite movie of all time. Uh, I feel so like my... you may have steered some votes to this movie. <laughs> I, I don't. People I just because like a lot of people put just Indiana Jones. 
And right. I asked well, I you, feel... I was like, which Indiana Jones? And you're like, I'm pretty sure it's Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's, that's the thing. I think if you say Indiana Jones, I think the first thing people think of is Raiders. Um, I think, I think there are like, maybe you could make a case for last crusade or you can make a case for temple of doom. Certainly not crystal which skull, all got votes. Uh, which all got votes. Um, but temple of doom is temple of doom is, is fun, but it's not, it's not the greatness that Raiders is. And Raiders arguably has the single greatest action sequence ever put on a, in a film. The truck chase is just, uh, you know, uh, it blows my mind. Um, uh, Raiders is better than Temple. I agree. Uh, Temple is enjoyable. Like I don't hate Temple. Temple's Doom. a good I time. Just, Temple's but also a good Temple time. is usually the third one everybody picks. Yes, usually goes Raiders Crusade. La- yeah, Temple. Last Crusade gets gets a lot of votes simply on the fact that it's him and Sean Connery. So you literally right. have Indiana Jones and James Bond on the same screen, bantering back and forth, sleeping with the same women. You know, it's just ridiculous. But Raiders, Raiders is a, such a touchstone movie. It's a movie. It's it's high adventure. It's everything that you you dream about. It has iconic sequences. The truck chase. It has the sequence. You realize the the sword fighter that that sword fighter that Spielberg hired the the guy in black that's in the center of Cairo uh, when Indy just shoots him. He was actually a a prize sword fighter and a guy who was going to do all kinds of tricks and it was going to be a very big um, a very big action sequence but ford got sick the day they filmed and so ford's like i gotta improvise i i can't do this fight sequence and and spielberg's like what do you got and all of a sudden you know it becomes one of the greatest sequences ever the part the the parting clears the guy starts doing a sword trick and he gets he gets shot yeah um but this is where indiana jones best line ever no ticket Eh, it's not a bad line um you know I would I would argue my favorite Indiana Jones line is from Raiders. It's it's uh, what are you going to do? And he's like, I don't know. I'm making this up as I go along. Right. I'm, I'm making this up as I go, which is like essentially the whole movie. So Raiders is my favorite movie of all time. If you don't know, if you haven't listened to me or watched the show, um, uh, but Temple of Doom is great, and, and Last Crusade is great. Um, but Raiders is where everybody fell in love with Indiana Jones and really fell in love with Harrison Ford. Remember. Uh, Raiders occurs in between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi and basically solidifies Ford as one of the, the highest box office draws in the history of the world. Yes, Karen Karen Allen in the satin nightgown. Yes. Also, just Karen Allen in general. Part of what made makes Raiders better than Temple of Doom and Last Crusade and... Oh, well, not King because she's in it, but Karen Allen is a better uh, female partner for Indy than Willie Scott is. And and she's better than Allison Duty from uh, Last Crusade. So let's let's go over this. We had twenty four total films, fourteen with multiple votes. So where Paul left the list off, we have Witness. Um, after that, regarding Henry, got six votes. A lot of votes for that movie. That's one of his better performances. It's a nuanced performance. And, you know, it's about a, a a really a nasty lawyer that has a brain injury, and he basically he basically uh, gets regressed back to a child. Um, the Fugitive got six votes. Air Force One uh, made the list, um, made the top 11 or whatever you want to call it. That had four votes. Apocalypse Now got three votes. Now, I would question the Apocalypse Now as being a great Harrison Ford movie as he's only in it for about three and a half minutes. But 
he's really good in the sequence he's in, but I would argue that Apocalypse Now is probably a Martin Sheen movie or, uh, more importantly, a Marlon Brando movie. Um, yeah, I was real confused because I, when I saw Apocalypse Park, I was like, Harrison Ford is in Apocalypse Now? I was like, he, <laughs> yeah, he is, the person, he is the person that gives Martin Sheen the assignment to kill uh, Colonel Kurtz um, right at the beginning of the movie. Um, uh, Return of the Jedi got three votes, and Last Crusade got three votes. Uh, Return of the Jedi is a good movie, but it's not the best of the Star Wars movie. Um, um, also, other things getting picks. We had four movies at two picks, and I'm going to tell you right now, two of them, if you've never seen them, you should see them. So, The Mosquito Coast is this movie he made in 85. Um, it's it's a fascinating I've never movie. seen it. Oh, it, it um, so really quick, I, I want to do a little bit of a deep dive because uh, Jerry's right. Jerry Kimura joining us from Northeastern Pennsylvania and one of the people I graduated high school with. Um, he's absolutely right. Mosquito Coast is one of the, the, the weird Harrison Ford movies in that it didn't do super box office, but it is the movie where he, um, he, he, and this is for indie fans. Um, River Phoenix plays his son in the movie. So there's this, like what happened after that is he got cast. Um, so Mosquito Coast comes out in 1986. It's directed by Peter Weir. So it's the same guy that did that he did um, uh, witness with, and it's and it's just one of those movies where it's it's an odd movie. It's basically about a guy who takes his family and moves his fa- entire family to the jungle. Uh, and, and he's an inventor, and his whole thing is he wants to get ice to the people in the jungle. And like it, it, the cast is stellar: Harrison Ford, Helen Mirren. The screenplay is by Paul Schrader. Who did a lot of great movies, um, you know, like um, Affliction and Taxi Driver, Raging Bully, wrote all of them. So he's right. the he's the writer. It is a phenomenal piece of cinema, and it's it's one of his. He's a like he's a he's an impressive character, but he's not the best father or the best person to you know try to make uh, inroads with with native people in the jungle. It's a really great movie. It's 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 part family drama, part adventure thr- film, part thriller. River Phoenix is in it. That's where River Phoenix actually got the role um, in Indiana Jones because he played his son in that movie. And then uh, Spielberg is like, he does look a lot like you. Like if I if I ever need like a young indie, right. I might be able to cast you. Um, so that movie got two votes. The Secret Life of Pets two got two votes because that's just <laughs> Ford where we're at. Where we're at yeah. now, he's playing playing a dog that's just like Harrison Ford. Um, Working Girl Makes got sense. two votes, and if you haven't seen Working Girl in a while, Working, Working Girl a is a quintessential workplace comedy. Melanie Griffith, Sigourney Weaver, Harrison Ford. It's it's got a classic charm to it that's very eighties, but also um, kind of a throwback to like fifties, sixties romantic comedies slash office type movies. I really love the working girl. It has one of the best um, let the river run is one of the best uh, songs ever put on film by Carly Simon. Um, and the other movie I want to talk about that got two votes that doesn't get a lot of love and we need to discuss because it's, I've seen it so many times and it's, it's one of my all time favorites. So um, it's a movie called the Frisco kid. And um, 
If you haven't seen it, or, when I saw this on the list, I was like, Do, "Have I ever seen this before?" So, here basically here's the here's the it's a movie that came out in 1979. It's a comedy drama western. It is all of those things. It's directed by Robert Aldrich. It is Harrison Ford and Gene Wilder. Okay, so Gene Wilder from Blazing Saddles, Gene Wilder from Stir Crazy, Gene Wilder from all these great comic comedy movies. And basically, it's it's about a Polish rabbi who's 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 being sent from Europe, and he needs to get to San Francisco in the United States. And he, you know, basically he, you know, he runs into Indians. He has all kinds of things with outlaws. And basically, he runs into Harrison Ford, and Harrison Ford is a bank robber, and they they form a bond that is that is just amazing. And it is one of the it's it's a funny. Well done, amazing western with Harrison Ford and and a young Harrison Ford, seventy nine, so it's only two years after Star Wars, and Gene Wilder, and it's it's really really good. Um, and it, it's just somebody, it's just something that if you have never seen it, if you come across it, I highly recommend it. Um, because it's basically um Gene Wilder, basically he has he has to take a Torah. Um, you know, a holy book across all the way across the country, and it's him protecting the Torah and Harrison Ford learning to to deal with a different culture and, and like it's really good, really really good. Like uh, there's a sequence like I can remember vividly. There's a sequence where um, Gene Wilder uh, is is a Jewish rabbi. He will not ride on Saturdays because because of the Sabbath, and they're right. being chased, and so it's. And it's this really intense sequence where, where Harrison Ford's trying to get him to ride, but he won't ride until the sun sets on Saturday. And it's it's just it's really good. Um, is Harrison Ford his birth name? Right. That's real I, name. I believe it's his real name. We're gonna check though, because we like to answer questions on this show. For sure, like, we like everybody them. to be. We like everybody to be uh, listened to, and but yeah, you can do like you know, fugitive, um, fugitive witness, Blade Runner, Indiana Jones. You can very, very rarely do wrong. Um, uh, let's see. Hmm. Let's see. I believe it's his real name. Uh, Harrison Ford was born on July thirteenth to Dorothy. Nidelman, a radio actress, and Christopher Ford, born John William Ford, an actor turned advertising executive. His father was of Irish and German ancestry, while his maternal grandparents were Jewish immigrants from Minsk, Belarus. Harrison was a lackluster student at Maine Township High School in East Ridge Park, New Illinois. No athletic star, never above a C average. So nice, nice. encouraging. If you want to, <laughs> if you want, if you want to become the great one of the greatest action stars, well, he was like of all a carpenter time. when he got on Star Wars. So I'm sure. Well, he was about he was building. He was yes, like whatever. He was building. He was building a soundstage for Francis, uh, a sound booth, or for Francis Ford Coppola when somebody didn't show up to read with uh, Mark Hamill, and he right. ended up reading with Mark Hamill, and Ford had worked with uh, George Lucas on American Graffiti, and he was throwing him some work. And he, the rest is history. He read with Mark Hamill and became Han Solo. And, you know. Boom. So, boom. Um, so, let's talk. The, a good list. I'm so happy we did a palate cleanser. It, we are in February, though, right, Paul? 
We are. We got to start talking. Like, this is a an important time of the year for lovebirds, so to speak. <laughs> Do you want to go for the sure. first one or the second one first? The first one first. Okay. So, what we're asking loud and nerdy fans to come up with for next week is the top your top five movie couples. So an example. What's your definition be, of a movie couple? There you go. <laughs> you beat me uh, <laughs> like is Mr. and Mrs. Smith a movie couple? Yes, that could be a movie couple. But also, like I, I'm thinking outside the box. Like, I, I mean, an obvious one that doesn't that can't really sway because it's probably going to make the list anyway. Would oh, yeah. be yeah. No, this is I don't know this if is easy. Be able to predict this list. I don't know you're gonna be able to predict this list either. I don't know you're gonna be able to predict this list either, but I would say that. Hold on. It's not rom com. It's top couples. Top. Well, it's top couples. couple. You can't. You can't be a rom com. Right? Mister and Mrs. Smith is a romantic action movie. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, Could but be, like, uh, I'm trying to think of another example. Well, I would say. I would say. For me, Allie and Allie and Duke would be a top romantic couple. <laughs> Jasper says Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. <laughs> That's not a bad movie couple. Not a bad movie couple. You could say Wanda it and is, Vision is. if you want. <laughs> You could, um, but that's that's an idea. Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor are not a bad movie couple because they definitely love each other. Um, Dirty Dancing could be Dirty one of them, but we one. want, but we want the character names. So that's Ten Things like, I Hate About what? You. Whoever those two characters. Yes, were. yes. There you go. That's what Save I exactly. The last what I dance. Now I'm in the I'm in the zone. Now, now you're in the zone. Be, not, now you got to stop. Because you're giving away too many. Let yeah. them come up with them on their own. So we're looking for the best movie couples. It doesn't necessarily have to be romantic, but it could be romantic because it is, it is February time for Valentine's Day. Um, your top movie co- movie couples. Give it to us. Top Give it five. To us. Watch Palmer. It's good. Oh uh, yeah, but we gotta uh, Paul get to my Ray, pick. Palmer. Wait, I'm gonna do this also. The little things is a piece of trash. It's a. Pizza it pizza. is a flaming dumpster fire. Almost. A, it has got one of the worst endings of any serial killer movie ever made. It is, it is, there's no redeeming qualities to it, and it could have saved itself, but it got so wrapped up in itself that I, I, I could, it, like, it's, it's, it's a, it's bad. And it's what three, a waste no of way. three phenomenal Yes, There is no too. way you should have three Oscar winners and have a bad movie, and there's no way I should be watching a Rami Malik or Denzel Washington movie and going, the best performance in this movie is Jared Leto. There's no way I should be doing that, but it is. That's what happens. He's the only performance, he's the only movie Listen. where. True lies would be the answer. True lies. True lies. Yep. True lies. Um, Helen. Lee Curtis. Hell yes, Helen, and and yes. The hottest uh, Emily Curtis that, that has ever been ever been Jamie in films, except for Trading Places. Um, True. So, uh, but so that's the idea. Uh, we're going to do top movie couples. Who is your pick? Where Where are you going? What are you What it are you doing? It was a tough and- call. I had to. I asked some lifelines to help me decide, and uh, most of them failed. Most of them failed because uh, one of them goes who. <laughs> but uh, Lonnie helped me pick. So Lonnie, a formal former movie motivation who might come back. 
oh, talk hey. some Marvel with us. But I am going to go with Natasha Romanoff, the Black Widow. Oh, interesting. Oh, good. So you've opened it up for me. You've uh, you've given me a badass that that can be beaten. And I... So Black Widow is a really good fighter. Hmm. Interesting. We we now we've do I do I pick a female to go against her? And I think I do. I don't know. I mean, my I'm list is already two ladies, so I'm leaning on the lady side for some reason. You are leaning on the lady side. I'm gonna go. Okay, so I'm let's let's figure that out then. Maybe I'll do a guy just to see whether or not it's. No, I don't want to do a guy because I don't want to be. I don't want to be sex. I don't want to be sexist. So I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick who I was gonna pick anyway, no matter what. I'm gonna take Ellen Ripley. Okay. Chick from Underworld is not on the list, unfortunately. But uh, I'm yes. gonna take. I'm gonna so take. Ellen I'm gonna Ripley take versus I'm the Black take, Widow. Uh, That's gonna be Ellen, Ellen Ripley versus Natasha Natasha Romanoff. Um, Ooh, I don't know. Is, it, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out there I'm gonna throw out there that I can pick whatever Ripley I want, and and the key is I'm gonna I think pick it's Ripley in general. Rip- it's all encompassing Ripley. Okay, fine. So then I get Ripley that has the same. I I get Ripley, I get Ripley from Alien Resurrection. Sure. I don't know. It's awesome. Ripley. It's Ripley the character. Cool. That's awesome. I do I do like that. I do like that. I get Ripley from Alien Resurrection. You think anybody's she is gonna. Like, De- like destiny is going to be that one. I'm bringing. I'm bringing. I'm. I'm. But what I'm bringing up to people who listen to the show and who may vote on this is, I'm getting a Ripley from Alien Resurrection that, in her character base, even though she's a clone of Ripley, she's still Alan Ripley, and she does have concentrated acid for blood, and she also has heightened senses and strength. So. I just want to make sure we're clear on that, Ripley. Natasha Romanoff is like the Black Widow. She fought Hulk it's for like a at while. The, Come on. It's like it's like a, it's, she didn't fight Hulk. She ran away from Hulk. Um, so I'm 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 just gonna take. I'm definitely gonna take Ripley. Okay. okay. So it's Ripley versus Ripley versus Black Widow. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. I wonder where the votes will go on this one. This is a tough one. This is this yeah. is. I think this is a good fight. So that'll be up tomorrow. Uh, also tomorrow will be the uh, the top uh, movie couples um, for February. Are we specifying so, movie? So it's movie couples. Yeah, movie couples. So you can't put TV, TV couples. Can't don't don't do TV couples. It's gonna be movie couples. Movie couples. Okay. Top movie couples. Just to be we clear, do, we do movie. if you want, we can do TV couples next week, or we can do what we're gonna do next week. <laughs> no, we'll do TV, we'll do movie couples. We'll there we go. Back. That's that's what I want to see, Jerry. I want all the votes to go that way, baby. You got one. You got one. So. (laughs) (laughs) We shall see. You might have Lonnie. You might have Lonnie until she realizes that I picked Ripley. Her dad was a huge huge alien fan. Also, when she said she would pick Black Widow, she said she also usually sides with you. So it doesn't even matter. So whatever. (laughs) So wait a second. Are you changing the fact? Are you changing your opinion? A trained assassin versus a space trucker. I don't know if you know this, but she became more than a space trucker. I think she meant Ripley. We shall see. We shall but she, see. Did you be, wait, John, I want to go back to this. Trained assassin versus space trucker. She became more than a space trucker, though, didn't she? True. 
I've never seen Alien Resurrection, so I have no idea. Well, I'm, but, Alien Resurrection is just what I'm throwing out there for the nerdy Alien fans. Because in Alien Resurrection, she comes back and she's she's heightened. Everything about her is heightened. So I, if I need I need that little edge to go against Black Widow. I, I mean, Ripley from Aliens should be good enough to win this fight because she takes on Alien Queen, um, and she also you're thinking takes about it too logical. Home. A whole I nest. Think, I, if well, I had, I think the Black Widow could beat Ripley, despite her acid blood and all that stuff. I just a trained assassin is, you know, I think she could do it. She's badass. I wonder if we, maybe I should have, maybe I should have taken the Atomic Blonde. That would have been well. It's too late. Ooh, you it's too late. Ripley. I took Ripley. Oh, well, maybe I should have taken Sarah Connor because I don't think Sarah. I don't think I don't think Black Widow would have gotten within five feet of Sarah Connor before Sarah Connor <laughs> just shot her. Yeah. Ooh, a heightened space trucker. She's an assassin. Well, yeah, but also Ripley's smart, John. I don't know. I I, I disagree. Okay, so <laughs> right. big big pull. Black Widow's uh, smart Bat- too. You jerk. <laughs> I didn't say she wasn't smart. I'm just saying Ripley's really smart. Right. Um, I, saying I'm not also you know I'm just putting it out there. Um, so uh, Ripley versus Black Widow, and then also we got. Uh, best movie couples uh, in, in, in an effort to get into the Valentine's Day spirit. Watch Palmer because we're going to talk about it next week. So I'm going to watch uh, Palmer. We're also going to watch Ted Lasso. So if anybody wants to watch Ted Lasso, I'm going to definitely watch yes. that tomorrow. I have a day off. Um, so and where are, where have you? Been? How are your shows? By the way, before we go, how are your shows? shows? Are great. All sold out. So all sold, sold out. out. Uh, but yeah, it was great. Good times. Good by all. I'll de- how did the comedy go? Because I know you've been worried about it, so I just want to make sure. Are you how how did the new sets go? How did the Mine new material fine. play out? It went went good. The new material was good. It was you know. I mean, it's not Tight. like in the zone, but yeah, <laughs> it will be. Um, it will but be. I'm, I'm but glad I mean, working. New shit every show. So <laughs> where can people where can people find you? At Paul Spratt on everything. Be back in Pennsylvania at the end of the month. So oh uh, hey oh. And we do have another so, movie coming up at some point. At, we're going to yeah, do another movie the, with the uh, mask. we got to figure out tech. what we're doing. Um, yeah. And we're working on the tech. So uh, but, thank you for joining. I, am, I can be found at Florida Movie Guy on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for watching Loud and Nerdy. Vote big, vote early, and vote often. Ripley Ooh. versus Black Widow. And also best movie couples for the romantic month of February. Let's go. Peace out. Bye. See you next week. Go Ripley.